Everyone has opinions. Most of them are trash. Join us each week as we get to the bottom of the heap, sifting through topics ranging from pop culture to Pop-Tarts. In the end, only one trash talker will reign refuse supreme. Disagree? Too bad. Welcome to Your Opinion is Trash. Numbers? My God, man, my God. <laughs> hey guys, <laughs> what's up? Um, yeah, so we're doing it. <laughs> we're, doing, we're doing we're doing this week's episode, and if you probably guessed it based on what AJ just said, but we're discussing what is the best football movie. <laughs> Which is very act- football americano. <laughs> yes, yes we American, should specify American please, football. Please excuse me, American football. <laughs> Only because I we know that we have all sorts of European listeners. Not really European, right. but but worldly. <laughs> other, other places, other in, places, the places world. in the world. Planet. It's true. So it's just it's just dumb old American football. They might be really disappointed by this episode. I came very close to bringing in ladybugs. Oh, just so we're clear. I would. Uh, I would have allowed it. I would. Yeah, I would have been fine with that. You know, that's great. Well, yes. great. If other people picked my last minute pick, then it's going to be Ladybugs. <laughs> save, save Ladybugs for the Jonathan Grandis or, or the Jack Hay episode. Or the Jack Hay episode. Oh my God. <laughs> or the, wait, can I tell a quick Rodney Dangerfield story? Do you guys know my Rodney Dangerfield story? Nope. No, no, not at all. It's quick. We were playing the game, the popular game, Heads Up. Um, my clue was Mae West. Oh. I said, why don't you come up and see me sometime? And the guy who I was playing opposite of immediately and confidently said, Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> <And> moved on. <laughs> That's wonderful. <laughs> and I think it's just because I bring a Rodney Dangerfield joie de vivre to my everyday life. Yep, hard agree. It's true. Hard agree with that. Yep. We should play heads up. Just, we should play heads up. It'd be lots of fun. <laughs> it's a, it's the best. Um, so yeah, football, American football movies, and it makes sense at the time that we are recording. It will not make any sense when the time this uh, airs because it'll be past football season. But right now we're in the thick of playoffs and we're all pumped up about right. it. Right? Yes, playoffs. exactly. When it finally airs, we might all be very disappointed yeah. or very happy. One of the, it doesn't matter. It's just football. It's not really changing our lives but, <laughs> but we are very excited because last weekend the saints beat the bears so fuck you aj that's right <laughs> that's right the bears lost and we're really excited our better it. team anyway i don't need to go into what a football movie is it's a movie about football and here we all are about oh it. really <laughs> yeah, i'm in trouble that's what we're doing i think it should feature football for at least half of the film Oh, you mean like okay. the sport of football? Yeah. Hmm, that's a lot of football. Ah, like, that's what I'm I want to say the, the most football-y of the football movies don't feature football for half, half the of the movie. movie. <laughs> yeah. 
I don't. I don't know. Like, That's an interesting thing. I should have time. I should try and look up and see how much actual football well, playing is happening in my movie. Right. I feel like is my movie has a lot. Weird to say that I was surprised by how much football was in my football movie. Sure. Uh, we'll get to it. Yeah, it'll be <laughs> <fine>. ladybugs. <laughs> <laughs> It was a surprising amount of football in Ladybugs. In that football movie. I like Ladybugs. <laughs> Me too. Is it streaming so somewhere? Good. Let us know. I got a lot of balls. <laughs> um, all right. So, Keith, you want to go first this oh, week? Oh, oh, oh yeah. I do. Because this is frosty. Exactly. All right. Ooh, we'll start with a word from our sponsors. Oh, this week's episode is brought to you by beer. Uh, beer, it tastes better when it's free. Yay! Mm. <laughs> and it's much better when the Airbnb next door leaves it for you. <laughs> That's Yay. right. Beer from the neighbor's fridge. Mm, beer. Ooh, that's a, that's a heavy. That's not a light. <laughs> and it's a tall. This is a big and tall beer. Oh my goodness! How about that? Good wow. Congratulations. <laughs> so descriptive. Mm. Mm, frothy. All right. When this category was chosen. Yeah. I was very excited. Sure. Um, I immediately knew my answer, but I held it under severe scrutiny. <laughs> and I did my due diligence. By that I mean I watched a lot of football movies. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> a lot of bad football movies. Yeah, there are so many of them. There are a shockingly large number of really bad football movies. It's because it's such a right. popular sport. and then sport. like three other ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's a popular sport. People think they can make a movie about it, but you know. So I, I, I eventually came to the final conclusion, those words are redundant, that while there are funnier football films and there may be more intense football movies, there, and there are certainly a fair share of imitators, mm. there's only one football film that completely captures the underdog's journey. Mm. It's a true story. Oh, don't give it to him. Oh, no. AJ hates this movie. <laughs> Some might call it a cheesy story. No! But, like a five feet nothing. No! A hundred and nothing walk no! on with hardly a speck of athletic ability who refuses to give up, there is no denying, that a little, literally, 1993 film. I'm retching. About Daniel Rudiger, a.k.a. Rudy. No! <laughs> what? No one does this during your bullshit. Is the best football movie ever made. Okay. All right. All right. I I had this picked for AJ, so his reaction <laughs> is hilarious. Uh, AJ hates this movie because he hates Notre Dame. Mm, mm. Oh. I should add a disclaimer. I fucking hate Notre Dame. <laughs> yeah. Which most good people do. Is just a further testament to how wonderful this film is. Okay, so let's get into it. Uh, written, directed, and scored by the creative team who brought you Hoosiers. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh, Hoosiers. Rudy tells the story. All right, we all know the plot of Rudy. Yeah, okay. we know it. Undersized, dyslexic kid dreams about playing a football at a school who people used to care about. <laughs> mm. Back in the day. His family makes fun of him. His best friend dies in a steel mill explosion. His fiance leaves him oh, for his I brother. Oh, his best friend died. His only other yeah. friends are a priest, a janitor, and a teacher's assistant who's too afraid to talk to girls. He's homeless! Oh my god. What else gets, do you need, though? This was better when it was called Goodwill Hunting. Well, this was before that. This came out before. Goodwill Hunting improved on the concept. He gets in the school, makes the team, gets picked on by Vince Vaughn. What an asshole. Family continues to make fun of him, even though he made the team and got in the school. Players rally around this human tackling dummy. Demand he plays. Entire stadium chants the name of a kid they do not know. He makes the play in garbage time, gets carried off the field. Crowd goes wild. Family finally respects him. John Favreau weeps. 
John it's Favreau's tough. real good at this movie. It's a tale as old as time. John Favreau weeps. <laughs> okay. Love it. The cast. Of course, we have to start with baby Sean Astin, right? So cute. Now, I will say... Down here, it's our time. <laughs> I will say the script can be corny. It's a sports movie. They, they kind yeah, of have to be. They're all terrible. Unless you're going for like yeah. full-on comedy. This, the, the, the dialogue is going to be a little eh. But you fucking believe him. Why? Because he's tiny. So little. Mm-hmm. Just like Rudy Rudiger was. Um, the two scenes that stand out for me, because I talk about, you know, every scene that he's in, but I love uh, the speech in the locker room that he gives as a child earlier in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, he's sort of cleaning up because he he's becomes a janitor's assistant. Um, and like out of note, he's just so enamored by the, the four horsemen and all these people that have stood in this locker room. And he's overcome and he does the, we're going to go inside, we're going to go outside, inside, outside speech. And like the janitor looks at him like he's fucking nuts because yeah. he's just, you know, giving this dialogue. But um, he's, he clearly is just overwhelmed. And, um, and he loves being there, and he's not anywhere near making the team at this point, but he just gives a good performance. And then the other moment, which I truly love, is when he does, finally, after three tries, gets the acceptance letter uh, to Notre Dame, and he's on a bench, he's, like, wrecked, because, you know, he's gotten, he's gotten rejected three times, and then the music swells, and he just sort of quietly whispers, oh, thank God, and then he runs down the hill, doo 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 it's wonderful. <laughs> All right. Some other heavy hitters in the movie, Robert Prosky or Jonathan Lundy from Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Today's Father yep. Kavanaugh. Yeah, yeah. He's, just, <laughs> he's just lovely. He is. He's he was lo- great in Mrs. Doubtfire. He's wonderful. lovely. Um, and he, gives, he has a great line, uh, Son, in 35 years of religious study, I have come up with two hard incontrovertible facts. There is a God and I am not him. <laughs> Because he keeps asking and begging him if he's going to get another day. And he's like, I yeah. don't know. We get pre-swingers, Favreau and Vaughn. It's am- it's amazing. I, I believe. <laughs> I didn't realize that they were both Pre-swingers, yeah. if you can imagine it. If you yeah. can imagine. Vaughn I mean, is so tall and skinny. Did they meet on that film? I believe they did. I think wow. so. Oh, I think there's another swingers tie-in in the mix in a football film. But I'll I'll bring it up if necessary. So somewhere, <laughs> so somewhere like in a trailer, they were probably you know, discussing and creating a, a much better film somewhere. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Um, John Favreau obviously plays uh, D-Bob, the, uh, the tutor um, that helps Rudy get into Notre Dame. My favorite line of his, of course, is when he um, gets a girlfriend by the end of the film. He says, I'm not allowed to say goddamn no more. Um, just really solid delivery there. And then, of course, Vince Vaughn, I think, has two lines in the movie, maybe three, but his best is, it's the last practice of the season. This asshole thinks it's Super Bowl. Yes. And then Parsegian goes over to him. He's like, what's your problem? What's your problem, O'Hara? If he had a tenth of the heart of Rudy, you could have been All-American. Um, and then the brilliant Charles S. Dutton, right? Oh, he's very good. Yeah. He plays Fortune, the janitor, uh, who's got a truth that he reveals eventually. Um, I, I, my, their first exchange when Rudy just sneaks into the stadium, they're all the way across <laughs> Notre Dame football stadium from each other, and you hear Fortune go, uh, hey, kid, you're not supposed to be here. He said, hey, this place is really something, huh? Some damn come running out of that tunnel, run onto this field. Oh, it ain't going to be this day. <laughs> I'm here to play football for the Irish. Yeah. Coach Parsegian know about it? No. Not yet. Maybe best tell him first. Um, and then, of course, uh, he allows Rudy to live in his, you know, janitor's closet. Yeah. Uh, gives him a key. I don't know nothing about it. And then... Um, oh, uh, it's just like me. In the closet. Living in your closet, Claire. Just sneaking in every night to do a podcast. 
Uh, Sorry to make it all about me. Better you than Rudy. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, they have the last exchange where Fortune reveals that he was actually a football player for Notre Dame. Oh. Um, I never saw a game from the stands. Um, and I just love that Rudy is like totally wallowing in himself. Like he's done. He actually did quit. He spends, you know, an hour and a half not quitting and finally does quit. And he says, um, you know, I wanted to run out of that tunnel, prove to my dad. Prove what? That I was somebody. Oh, you're so full of crap. Um, <laughs> other good stuff. I think the football in this movie is pretty realistic. Um, you know, there's not a whole lot of uh, flash to it. They have like a couple of like, there's like the Oklahoma hitting drill um, that looks very intense. Yeah. Rudy, Rudy gets fucked up in this movie. And I have to imagine, I don't know if it's like as well documented as like a league of their own, but I mean like those cuts on his knees and him putting himself in the ice bath, that had to be pretty real. That offensive lineman hits him hard in that scene when he like yeah. kind of taps him and then gets back up and hits the shit out of him. Uh, the assistant coach realness, you feel that speech when he's like, um, you know, my job is to basically beat the shit out of you for the next five days. Um, mm. And then um, I think there's some understated, you know, that's not a, I wouldn't call it a comedy per se, but there's some understated humor. The other assistant coach, when he tells him that he's, you know, he's on the team, um, very thick Chicago accent on this guy. I don't know the actor's name. Yeah, I never heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> Never, like, never heard of a Chicago accent? Doesn't exist. Weird. Um, he's like, yeah, kid, yeah, you're on, you're on the team. And he's and like, Rudy hugs him. He's like, come on, come on, go put some shoes on. Um, and then uh, the, the woman who's. That sort of, was Michael Shannon. <laughs> uh, the woman who sort of spurns him and like kicks him out of like the Notre Dame student, um, you know, almost like student council and he can't yeah. participate, can't beat the helmets gold anymore. And he's like, don't I know you when he makes the team? Uh, the score. There's there's two very wonderful songs. You have that main title. I'll give you that. It's a good score. Yeah, I was going to say, AJ brought this up for a score, I believe. Yeah. Uh, there's that tune, which I, I have... It's called Main Title. I don't think that's very good. So I'm going to call it The Woodwind of Hope. <laughs> yes! <laughs> what I've named Much it. Much better. <laughs> Just listen to that oboe. The Woodwind of Hope. Feel the uh, hope run down your spine. And it builds to this like full symphony strength. I mean, you hear this sort of throughout the entire thing, and I'm just like about to weep thinking about it. Several of the songs sound like Joanna from Sweeney Todd, which I'm oh, not mad about. Sure. Um, ba -ba 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 -ba. Um, we get like the more robust uh, waiting, which is, I'm going to call Horns of Hope. Horns of Hope. It's funny that you mentioned Google Hunting, AJ, because the song Tryouts, which is obviously when he's trying out for the team, has been used in 12 trailers. My God. Whoa. Including Angels in the Outfield. Oh, your favorite baseball oh, movie. Good, good Will Hunting. Okay. And see Biscuits. Ooh. Oh, so, that's, yeah, that's an orchestral song. Yeah, that's the. Oh, yeah, that's. And it was originally in Rudy? Yeah, Jerry Goldsmith. 18 Academy Award nominations. It's a good score. I do remember that. Uh, the Notre Dame Glee Club gets some love uh, when he's like just getting. He, it's really, it's, it's really good. Finally. To, yeah, I, I mean, right? I really like uh, the contrast though of him getting like the shit kicked out of him, and you hear like, on water day, wake up. It's good. Um, Ooh. Right? <clears throat> that sounds great. Yeah. It's got to be the uh, the heavy beer. The, mm. the very heavy beer you're drinking. Back on the field is when he runs out onto the field. Of course, that makes sense, and the crowd goes fucking wild. He's pumping his fist for the kickoff. Take us out was. John McCain's official anthem during his presidential run in 2008. Oh. Hey, that turned out real well. R.I.P. John McCain. It was like, like a 12-point loss. Um, and then, oh yeah, then the final game is when Rudy gets the sack. He's carried off the field and fades to real-life Rudy. Uh, just a couple more. Um, well, actually, these are taglines since those are on the tip oh, of our God, tongue yeah, these days. I love them. When people say dreams don't come true. 
tell them about Rudy. Oh, that, wow. Sometimes a winner is a dreamer who just won't quit. And of course, it's not the size of the dog in the fight, it's the size of the fight in the dog, which I don't think they made up. No, I feel like that's from long ago. Well, the, and that's from everyone's like gruff father, sure. you know, screaming at them, the peewee. What they should have done has gone with one of my favorite quotes in the movie. Um, Pete, his dear friend, who has that freak accident at the steel oh. mill, when it's his birthday sure. and he gives him the jacket, he says, you were born to wear that jacket. I love the line. Um, well, you know, like my dad always says, having dreams is what makes life tolerable. <laughs> oh, oh, that oh. what a what a blue collared line if ever I heard. <laughs> yeah. How does Pete die? Does his head get blown off or something? It's there's a fire at the steel mill and like Rudy doesn't, can't get the water turned on and doesn't get his oh. head blown off. <laughs> the head just soars up and Rudy Rudy sees what he thinks is a spinning football and as it comes closer into view. It's, it's Oh, I see. Yeah. We, we thought you were actually asking a question. No. Little did we know. <laughs> Just being an ass. This was a bit. So I got to go Rudy. Just improving on the film. And uh, Rudy came to speak to my grammar school <gasps> when I was a young boy. Did he? He did. So that had an impact on Is me. He Wait, little? Sean Astin? No, uh, the, the real Dan <laughs> Daniel Rudiger. Okay, what did Rudy ever do after the film? Nothing. Got his degree from Notre Dame. Okay, that is like a film about a man who... A child that desperately dreams of being a pilot, and then the film ends with him taking a job interview at United, and them saying, "No, you're I'm sorry, hairs. sir. He wanted to play football hairs. at Notre Dame. He played football at Notre Dame for one play. This is the football period of his got life. Got a book. The movie's in, about. There's a fucking movie about him, AJ. What the <laughs> fuck are you gonna do? That's gonna get you a movie. None of us here have movies after us, and we've done way more than playing a football game. I'm saying it doesn't deserve a movie. All right. Well, I disagree. I think it's great. It's uh, it's heartwarming. We make movies about bank robbers all the time. Just... Uh, but those are usually fake. This is a true story. This is a biopic of a bio that doesn't deserve a pick. That's <laughs> a good line. That's a good line. Uh... And, you know, and, uh, and well, I, I'll wait to hear uh, the rest of the, the choices to talk about, like, truth versus, you know, um, oh, Hollywood. Well, wait but, till you get to my pick. <laughs> but, um, it's nothing but nonsense. This, this one holds up pretty well. Um, he played, uh, Joe Montana was on his team uh, at Notre Dame, so. What? Yeah. And, That's um, cool. And some of the stuff they say is, you know, a little bit fabricated. It wasn't that dramatic with the jerseys on the table and everything. Oh, sure, sure, um, sure. But there was a bit of a hubbub and. And Dan Devine eventually agreed to letting him play. Uh, Dan Devine actually is very mad, though, with his uh, portrayal, portrayal in, the in the movie because he's like, I wasn't that me. I, like, I, didn't, I didn't know he was. Like, <laughs> so he was not thrilled with that usage. See, and, uh, I'd rather see the Dan Devine film. <laughs> Devine! Exclamation the divine, The Divine Mr. D. There you go. Mm. But uh, that's actually about Devine. So. Yeah. Oh, there was, you know... Yeah. And there was chanting in the stands. That was real. They carried him off the field, and no player in Notre Dame history has been carried off the field since then. Well, no player? Nope. No well, player has no. earned it. Well, no, recently, all of the students of Notre Dame rushed the field and got in major trouble because of COVID policies. Sure, sure. Well, yeah. should have been the goddamn... But, I, but I, don't think any, I don't think anyone was carried off. Well, <laughs> all right. So I think Keith might be right there. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah so um, Great. I feel good about it, and now I'm going to... Uh, Keep drinking your heavy beer. Mm -hmm. Pretty much. That sounds great. I'll go next. Because mm. uh, I love my movie. And it's nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
like speaking of movies that don't get anything right about football, okay. like, that's yeah. what mine does because I was watching it today uh, in pieces and parts between last night and today, and I was like, the man's playing defense and offense. Oh, I know what this is. I know what this is. Nobody actually cares about the football in a football movie. Rarely, Nobody. if ever. Yeah, you don't really get a like an overhead view of plays and things. not so much. But uh, my football. So you movie... picked any given Sunday. <laughs> my football movie is a little gem from two thousand, directed by Howard Deutsch, who is married to Leah Thompson. In case uh-huh. we've all forgotten, <laughs> he also directed the pod. Pretty in Pink, Some Kind of Wonderful, The Great Outdoors. And grumpier old men. Not grumpy old men. Grumpier. grumpier. Yeah, they said. The sequel with Sophia Loren. We got the with sequel. <laughs> and we need a heavy hit. Oh, and so uh, it also stars John Favreau. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. That's true. It does. <laughs> it, uh, Orlando Jones. Gene yep. Hackman. Yep. Oh, I know. Yeah. Oh, Ivins, this movie. Okay. Now I understand. David Denman from The Office fame. Yep. It was his yep. first movie ever. After he graduated from fucking Juilliard, and oh right, he plays the like deaf player. Yeah, he's Brian right. Murphy, the deaf football player, <laughs> the babe in a half football player, and mm-hmm. also, lest we forget, Keanu Reeves as as the great Shane Footsteps fucking Falco. Shane <laughs> Falco. And this movie is, of course, the replacements. Yes. Which is the best football movie ever created. Uh, <laughs> that was a friend. And ha- yeah, exactly. And how you could argue this is not the best football movie. It I don't I don't know what's wrong with you. Keanu Reeves is the quarterback. I could have sworn you were talking about Newt Rock, the All American, <laughs> but I guess Me too. I thought you were talking about Brian's song. <laughs> um, but also, the woman who plays his love interest is in Swingers, right? She is. Oh, yeah, yeah. Good call. Big time. The lady who plays Annabelle. Good call. Good call. <laughs> Alright, so clearly this episode is the certain degrees of swingers. Yes, yeah, six right. degrees of swingers. Now I'm trying to think of my own. Film. Yeah, her name is Brooke Langton. Mm. Okay. And she plays mm-hmm. Annabelle. Um I saw this in the movie theater, maybe with you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wow. I saw this accidentally no, at 2 a.m. on HBO and never looked back. <laughs> That's about weird. I feel like we did Twitter. see this movie together though, which is why it's weird, but we did not know each other. The movie's in that old? Two thousand. Damn. Yeah. Okay. Um yeah, Did didn't we? you miss no. the 20th anniversary re-release last year? <laughs> Come on, Keith. Um, it is a comedy based on the 1980s, loosely based on the 1987 professional football player strike. Yeah. Um, it's all about the team, the Washington Sentinels, which I'm going to be really honest. <laughs> the fact that the Washington football team has not pounced on the opportunity to name yep. their football team the Sentinels is they beyond They did it for me. them. It is beyond me. We got rid of the Redskins so they could be the Sentinels. Why did they not become the the Sentinels? Come on, guys. I mean, I'm really a big fan of the Washington Football Club, calling it that, but like, y'all. Is that what the name they're sticking with? The Washington Football Team. Not forever. Not forever, but if they do not change it to the Sentinels, I'm going to be highly disappointed with the entire city of Washington, D.C. I think the Keanu Reeves should write them a letter. I mean, who and who's not going to listen to Keanu Reeves? uh, Washington D.C. Okay, I don't need you to Uh, ever make fun of Keanu Reeves. He is a dream. Were you just doing Margaret Thatcher? (laughs) I was. Yes, I was doing Gillian Anderson doing Margaret Margaret. Thatcher. Okay, Keanu Reeves is a dream and a treasure. I'm not arguing with that. Okay, great. Thank you. Um, 
So, I mean, do we need a do we need a recap of the replacements? No, yeah. there are there are replacements. We know, there are replacements. No, there's a strike. It's necessary There's a professional football strike. They get scabs. They get a bunch of people who scabs. like weren't really players. Shane Falco had a huge misstep in the 1996 Sugar Bowl that <laughs> all these fucking problems happened. And the reason that they refer to the 1996 Sugar Bowl over and over again is because there was no game in 1996 for the Sugar Bowl. Mm. This made it easy to avoid having issues with a real player or any real team. Why, why was there no Sugar Bowl? Because the Sugar Bowl after the 1995 season was played on December 31st of 1995 and then after the 96th season it was played on January 2nd of 1997. Oh, oh, oh. So that's why they picked that one. Yes. Way to go, Howard. Um, well done, Mr. Deutsch. <laughs> um... Yeah, so there's a replacement. Um, Jack Warden is the owner of this team. This was also yes, the very Jack last Warden. movie Jack Warden ever did. Really? And at yeah, the very, the very first scene, you see him, and he's talking to Gene Hackman, and he's like, I'm dying. He's like, you've been dying for 20 years. And then he fucking died. Oh, no. <laughs> Thanks Which, for nothing, Gene Hackman. <laughs> yeah. Gene, and let's just... Gene Hackman is excellent in this film. Like, he is such yeah. a good coach. I would want him to coach me sure. in just about anything. With his hat? I'm he's a got a little fan of hat. And his rolled up piece of paper? And his paper, and he's always smoking a cigar, and he's, like, tough, but he's pleasant, and he loves his players, like, a lot. And and that scene, uh, so John Favreau, we'll just quickly, well, it's not going to be quick. We're going to go over <laughs> what, what the people are. Like, I just, I like, like, all their crazy, like, Orlando Jones is the super fast guy who can't catch. Mm-hmm. They use mm-hmm. stick them on him at one point, like they do in Little Giants, Little Giants which I yeah. think is hilarious. Um, yep. Then there's this uh, other guy. Oh, Wilkinson, he's the guy who's in prison, but the governor of Maryland lets him play football yeah. for some because reason. The America because America needs Because why this. not? And that actor was Michael Jace, and he actually was convicted of murdering his wife and sentenced to 40 years in prison after this movie. Yeah. So oh, after. I after. thought he had actually Michael been pardoned Chase. to be in the movie. He was pardoned so to be in the movie. <laughs> so that's horrifying. Um, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, horrifying. <laughs> um, also, at the beginning of the movie, the quarterback is talking about how he only makes $5 million, and that's like not, he's like, that might sound like a lot of money. Can you imagine if a quarterback who only made a starting quarterback with two Super Bowl rings only right. made $5 million? Well, they make $100 we, million dollars now. Yeah. <laughs> Eddie Martell, yeah, man. Like, he sucks. <laughs> oh, that dude sucks so Hard. Did went too simple, How would though. they ever be able to save enough? I don't know. So yeah, so Orlando Jones, the fast one, the the murderer guy, is that guy. Um, David Denman of The Office fame is uh, the adorable, very handsome, deaf tight end who totally would have been gone in the first round if he wouldn't have been deaf. Mm-hmm. Um, they have the guy who's the reverend. They have the sumo wrestler. They have the two guards for uh, Old Dirty Bastard who become the two guards on this football team. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um, who later shoot Martell's car That's, with a gun. That, move, that part's fucking yeah. brilliant. It's so funny. You're going to pay for this. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. <laughs> Matt, I wax that motherfucker. Uh, Reese Eifens is the, is the Welsh football... Uh, uh, actual football soccer player. There we go. The leg who can kick for fuck days, <laughs> and um, he kicks a sixty-five-yard field goal sure. at one point Ooh. against the wind. Against the wind. <laughs> um, yeah, and John do. Favreau is Bateman, who is a grade A absolute lunatic. He is a <laughs> lunatic in this. And my favorite thing 
that he does in the entire movie is when Gene Hackman tells him he needs to get the ball and they're just screaming at each other's faces yes. as loud as they possibly can. And then he goes and gets the ball and he rips the ball and he comes back and they scream again and, again. and then they just both stop and look, yeah. look to the can and like look straight ahead of them. And he's like, go sit down. <laughs> he's like, go sit down. Now. And he just like runs away. Um, it's so amazing. And again, Jason Bateman, not Jason Bateman, <laughs> John Favreau, plays offense and defense. Uh, so does the murderer. He plays offense yeah, and defense. Fine. Fine. It doesn't make yeah. any sense. Maybe that was an intentional choice because they had so few people to choose from. I mean, it sure. might. Oh, like, sure. Maybe that yes. league when they did sure. that. Who knows? Yeah. Way to justify maybe it. Maybe it was like intentional. It. There you go. Um, yeah. Oh, fucking Martell with his, you're not even a has-been. You're a never-was. I fucking hate that line. I want to punch him in the face, but it's really good. (laughs) That line was stolen from the Mighty Ducks and probably other films before that. Probably. Why are you... You're not even a has-been. You're a never-was. Just shut up. (laughs) For two minutes. Um, Also, uh... When they're trying out the cheerleaders and they all just become strippers, it's good. I very much enjoy that. Um, if I give you a dollar, <laughs> all I want is my quarter back. My quarter back. <laughs> um, and at one point, the murderer and John Favreau are just staring at each other in like the the, the cafeteria, mm-hmm. and Orlando Jones is like talking shit about the murderer. He's like, "Oh no!" And then he starts talking shit about the cops, and he's like, "I hate cops." Uh, Clifford, Tom, Clifford hates cops. Blah blah blah. And then he looks, and John Hover goes, I'm a cop. Okay. And he's like, oh, ah, uh, look at that butt cake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. To um, be fair, I always run toward a butt cake. I mean, so I, just I mean, really absolutely. With that 100%. Um, you know, there's a big bar fight with the assholes who, like, they come in. Yep. They, just, they make fun of this poor deaf kid the whole movie for no reason. Except that he's deaf. It's so stupid. And then they get a huge bar fight. Then they do the I Will Survive in the Jail. That's and really it's fun. iconic. I, yeah, it's real fun. You know, I hate this damn song. <laughs> it's really fun. And they're like doing the electric slide. Yeah. And Keanu says, you were petrified? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love Keanu so much. It's so good. Oh, that and then, scene uh, was was my like key to this movie. Yeah. I think. Brian Murphy keeps dancing. Yes, because he doesn't know yeah. it's doesn't over. Know, doesn't know it's over. <laughs> I love though that they're like, how am I supposed to coach a deaf guy? He's like, just think of it. He'll never be off sides on an audible. That's true. That's true. <laughs> um, yeah. So Keanu gets with the head cheerleader. Obviously that Obviously. was going to happen. Happen. So like, yeah. Um, Were the cheerleader scabs? Yeah, they got all oh, a yeah. bunch of strippers. They were. Yeah, strippers. they had the one that stayed. I've like, seen this film like once. Oh, oh, it's it's a it's a joy. There's you, a great great part where they're they're distracting the team from like they're on the field. They're, they're like the opposing team is like, can you get them to stop shaking their ass? Because like one goddamn second. she like licks her hand and slaps the girl's <laughs> ass. He's like they're slapping her ass over the there. Coach man. is screaming at the officials to stop the cheerleading. I feel like that's even in the trailer. Like yeah. that was part of the selling of the film. It's very funny. Um, so the whole thing is, is that this team has to win three out of the four games that they have to play so they can make it to the playoffs. They lose the first game, obviously. They win the next two games. And then that piece of shit Martell decides to cross the fucking line so Shane Falco can't play the last game. And the owner is like, you got to play Martell. And Gene Hackman's like, that's not our deal. And he's like, whatever. And they get the shit kicked out of him at the first half of the, like, the big game because Martell is a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. And like, ugh. Then they interview uh, Gene Hackman at the, like, uh, I was going to say intermission, at halftime. <laughs> and he asks... At the intermezzo. At the intermezzo. And the woman asks him, and he's like, 
what do these guys need to come back in the second half? And he's like, gotta have heart. Like, heart. Miles and miles of heart. Which is amazing because it is a tie-in to Damn Yankees, which is about another Washington team. So. Oh! <laughs> yeah, right. yeah the Washington Senators. Um, but, but baseball. But baseball. But another Washington team. No, I love it. Yeah. I'm just making sure I've got my sport correct. Yes, you did. Very good. Um, so Keanu's watching on his houseboat. Martel makes fun of the deaf guy more. He gets mad. He shows up at uh, halftime and he suits up. Martel sits down. They like, everything works out great. He asks, you know, you know, they have to like, they go to score the touchdown. They score, they like finally score the touchdown that ties it. And there was a holding. So they got to do another one. And then he throws it to deaf, deaf hot guy. He catches it. They win the game. Heroes starts playing everywhere. It's amazing. This, it's so fun, y'all. <laughs> oh, and the, and the reverend who just wanted to score one touchdown before he, like, never played again scores his touchdown. Does. Everything happens. Hallelujah. Everything happens that you, want, that you want to happen. It's great. Everything is great. This movie is awesome. It is so funny. It's a good time. It is such a good time. Oh, my other favorite thing that happens in this movie is when Orlando Jones is in the locker room getting interviewed and he keeps talking in the third person and yes. John Favreau just walks up to him and pushes him in his locker <laughs> and stares right at the camera and smiles and just away. You see, the ball is a one-man cold to Clifford Franklin. <laughs> Clifford Franklin the only one catching it. Clifford Franklin the only one coming down with it. And John Favreau shoves the shit out of him <laughs> into the locker. as hard yeah. as he can. Uh, yeah, this movie is great. <laughs> Whoever doesn't like this movie sucks. Uh, this movie is a great time. I need to I also out- feel like it's like, it's a send up of, it's like a love letter to football. <laughs> if you will, it's a love letter to a football. A love letter to Washington. <laughs> I gotta figure out how to get a Washington Sentinels, like, I don't know, sweatshirt or something, because it's amazing. And, um, oh, the, t- the, the line that Keanu gives them at, like, the very end of the game when they're about to, like, is... Pain heals, chicks dig scars, glory lasts forever. <laughs> if that yes. is it, the most empowering line you can give. That's I mean, I, I've got a chicks dig scars life. tattoo. So. <laughs> and the it's actual so the actual tagline for this movie was hold on where to go. Throw the ball, catch the girl, keep it simple. <laughs> hmm. Keep it simple. This movie I like that. is ridiculous <laughs> it is. and it is great and I love it. And it's, it's a real, a, like, no frills. No. It's insane. No. Like, in a good way. Yeah, in a great way. I also I like the yeah. scene where, the, and it's like, I guess, maybe the most serious scene in the movie when they're talking about, like, what they're afraid of. Quicksand. Quicksand. <laughs> Except he, they just say spiders. <laughs> yeah, just, quicksand's a scary mother, coach. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're like, they're like spiders. And spiders. He means, spiders. like, in, in <laughs> life, in football, what are you afraid of? And he's like, spiders crawling Crawl, away. Crawling, crawling away, sleep. <laughs> And then, and then the guy who I guess eventually went to prison for a long time says prison is what he's afraid of. Yes. Terrible. Well, he should be if he was planning to kill his wife. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for reals. So that's, uh, that's my pick. Um, and this is actually the second time that uh, not only <laughs> did Keanu Reeves play a former college quarterback, the second time he's an Ohio State quarterback. Yeah, because he, point in break. Point Break, he plays football oh! for the Ohio State. Johnny Utah, man, Rose Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I like, don't think AJ and I need to go. Let's just watch Point Break. Yeah. Like, yeah, 100%. But like Keanu Reeves like can't throw a football. No. Nah. Like even a little bit. 
He's lefty, though, so it looks weird. It does. It just always looks it weird. It looks weird. Oh, yeah. It doesn't matter. Like Shane Falco is the best, like, <laughs> fake football, football name. Yeah. Shane Falco. Footsteps so good. Falco. Footsteps Falco. Footsteps Falco, man. It's amazing. It's, it's amazing. So, it's so good. And Gene Hackman's, like, channeling, like, Bear Bryant or something with the hat. And, Who like, knows? It's all He's from... great. He's such a good coach. Mm, he's, he's so good. Coach. It's yeah. great. He's wiry. He's wiry. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this uh, big mamma jamma. <laughs> It's yeah, very it's, funny. It's a very funny movie. It's great. I'm done. It's amazing. Anyone who doesn't like it, shut up. It's great. <laughs> Washington football team, change your name to the Sentinels, please. Uh, it's an unoffensive term, and everyone will be excited to have Washington Sentinels gear. I think it's only offensive to X Men, but that's a yeah. little nerdy. Yeah, yeah. we're not. We're not. I'm not an X Man, so <laughs> I mean, I wish I was. Oh man, no, I'm not an X Man. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> All right, AJ, you want to go? I'm going to let Claire go last in case she needs to scramble or something. Very well. <laughs> so, what do you appreciate hole. <laughs> so, my pick uh, has to do with, you Football. know, when I thought about it, I was thinking, all right, well, you know, what is the film that best captures the essence of this sport? And then. One must think, well, what is the essence of the sport? It is... It's playing football. It's, there is, it's, it's definitely uber-masculinity. Self-harm. Yes. <laughs> there is a lot of violence. There is a, a great amount of aggression. Um, and, frankly, there is no potential American director that is more attuned to excess mm-hmm. than uh-huh. the Oliver Stone. Oh. <laughs> and so when wow, I've already st- dropped your pick as a joke. <laughs> so that happens. When I well I, frankly it it works as a joke and as the pick. Sure. Because any given Sunday <gasps> is uh-huh. just the most fascinating Mindfuck of a <laughs> sports film. Yeah, this film must have, and I, I, I was, I watched a bit of it. I watched about an hour of it today before we we filmed, and I was as I'm watching, I'm thinking this film must have more cuts than any film I think sure. ever. And I was curious, and I was curious to know. I was like, I wonder if that's if someone has a record for that, or if that's even tracked. Like how many cuts. Are in the film. I'm sure some nerd has done it. So, I I believe that that film goes on for two hours and like thirty minutes. It's two hours and forty two minutes. It's long. two hours. That's and how long we're Oh my god! It's almost the length of a full football game. Almost. It's, it's the length of a of a quick football game. Yeah, yeah. sure. And I watched the trailer right before we started recording, just in case anyone picked it. And the trailer's too long. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Even by like 1999 standards, yeah. it's when like, trailers were all like shorter. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the film, the film has probably legitimately a cut every. I would say if you average it out, every three seconds. That's too many. Every three seconds for two and a half hours, I would guess that there is a camera angle change. Sure. But that's and, what football feels like. Chaos. Which is, wait, yes, I can only imagine. It's also what cocaine feels like. That's, well, I was going to, one of my other points was I was going to say, I imagine 
The amount of cocaine that was done on this set was oh. probably astronomical. Yeah. All right, you know, I mean, and Cameron Diaz was there. Even if you exclude Pacino. <laughs> um, so yes, do you have Al Pacino? Speaking of like, it follows. Uh, I can't find a swingers connection, but I can kind of <laughs> parlay off of Natalie's pick in that both of our films feature football coaches who don't actually dress like football coaches. Correct. Uh, yes. um, yes, in yes, the yes, modern yes. era, sure. Um, you know the. Uh, Al Pacino marches up and down the sidelines in a Michael Kors black on black attire, you know, with with glasses and yeah. and a chain. Um, well, I'm you pretty know. sure he's also the devil. Just yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This was this was during that period there's, of there's a Keanu. Uh, yes. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yes, they yeah. just very the devil. What, what was that movie? Devil's Advocate. Advocate. Yeah, they, yeah, he was very devil's advocate in this film as well. Um, <laughs> But you know, you you've got you've got Pacino. It does have a hell of a cast. Pacino, Cameron Diaz, Dennis Quaid, Jamie Foxx, J- James Woods, uh, uh, Aaron Eckhart. Aaron Eckhart, LL Cool J, Matthew Modine is in this movie. And Margaret. Yeah, Margaret. And Margaret. Bill Bellamy. LL Cool J. Yeah, Elizabeth Berkeley. All yes. kinds of people are in this it's movie. A, it's Elizabeth a Berkeley. Yeah, Charlton Heston. She's a, she's a hooker. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Elizabeth Berkeley does oh. is a, she's a hooker yeah. that picks up Pacino. Yeah. yeah. So the film is just the the the, <laughs> the film has that's amazing. So much excess. I mean, it is just it. I think it might be Oliver Stone at his peak Oliver Stoniness because he wrote it, he directed it. Um, the NFL wanted nothing oh, to God, do no. with it, no. which is painfully evident by the teams, right? So let's go over some of the teams. You, the, the, the team at the center of the film is the Miami Sharks. Yeah, it is. Right? Which is clearly based Sorry. visually on a combination of the Oakland Raiders and the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah. And they're playing in Miami. But the weirdest thing is that there's a very quick throwaway line at some point where Cameron Diaz wants a new stadium, mm-hmm. right? In the whole movie, she's threatening to move him to Los Angeles. But the one guy says, "Ah, oh, well, we can't get a new stadium because the Dolphins are so popular. And I'm like, oh. this is a world in which the NFL still <laughs> exists? Yeah. I don't know. That's the thing. I mean, so good. Who knows? Who know. knows? Because this is a film that takes place in both an alternate professional football world. Right. But it, 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 it mentions the real right. one that exists. In a parallel and perhaps the same universe. This is the Associated Football Franchises of America. Jesus. That's the that's the league that the, the film says. Okay, the associate. So you've oh. got you've got the Chicago Rhinos, <laughs> which is coached by a man out of a time machine, right? The, the, because I believe I believe that uh, that you know that, uh, that Tom Landry was was yanked out of a out of a black hole of time sure. and thrown up as that coach. The then whole you, team wears leather helmets. Yes. You, <laughs> then you have the um, the Crusaders or something, which is, is a San Francisco team, and their their team colors are like the Joker. Their their colors <laughs> oh. are purple. They're Mardi Gras colors. They're yeah. purple, yellow, and green. Every oh, team. Laissez le bon temps roulette. <laughs> I mean, for you know, when when you don't have the NFL's licensing, like the original Madden N sixty four football game, uh-huh. and you attempt <laughs> yeah. and yeah. you attempt to, to to kind of emulate the NFL, you can at least come you can at least come with an approximation of it. This film doesn't attempt 
tempted at all. No. No. <laughs> no and, No need. And the, and the film, the film, I mean, the language of the film is, I don't, I don't know if the NFL is anything like this, but it is the most vulgar film. The word, I did look this up, the word fuck is said 267 times wow. in oh the film. Oh my goodness. That's football, bro. Which is, football. it makes more... Enough to make a mammoth blush. Yes. Yeah, but that's how many times uh, C.J. Gardner... <laughs> yeah. So it's more fucks. It says there's more fucks than there are minutes of the of the film. Wow. wow. Just barely. There are probably 17 times as many cuts as there are minutes of the film. Um, it's How many minutes of the film are football? Well, that's a good question. They, they, it has a pretty high percentage of football, but okay. it also has football. It feels like, like it would. I was just has, trying to give you a hard time. <laughs> but in classic Oliver Stone style, like Oliver Stone intercuts all kinds of fucking absurd imagery with the football games. Yeah. Like there's there's football and then there's a storm cloud passing. Yeah. And, and then there's football and then there's like a heavy drink being poured yeah. by someone. Yeah. And then there's football and there's like a cigar being chomped on in utter close up. And you're like, what is this fever dream it's I'm witnessing? Truly. But, it but that's what football is all about. I think it yeah, might I be. So. I think it might be. And the, lo- the locker room scenes are oh, insane. Sure. Um, again, I've never been in a professional locker room. No. If they're anything close to that, I don't know how the league isn't shut down by like just the laws of common decency. Sure. Um, it's insane. Uh, there's a, there's a, like a crocodile the, yes, at one point. Yes, and yeah. the scene is, and it's like just naked men running everywhere from this crocodile. Yeah. Yes. Now he's, you know. Men but naked you're men. arguing for this film. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. what I'm, I'm trying to get to the, I was like, so this is why you think it's good? Well, no, I think it's, I think that, I think it's the most Eminently watchable football film. Mm. I believe that you can. I believe oh, that you can. You believe that you can sit down and watch this three-hour fever dream? Yes. Okay. Oh, I, absolutely. And you can currently watch it because it's streaming for free. But <laughs> yes. No, I believe. I believe that if you're going to, you know, I I, I don't know. You know, I I'm, my opinions are are trashed often, but yep. I will say this. I didn't. I well. For, I would never want to watch Rudy oh, okay. again. Okay. Okay. And while I, that movie, I remember being amusing. It's not something I want to watch again. This film, so I'm not. Sh- I'm not sure I liked it. I'm not sure I like it. But, but it's the best. Okay. Because it's. Wow. I, you can watch. I'd probably watch any given Sunday ten to fifteen times. And each time, it you're being sucks. consumed by your own trash. <laughs> each time it sucks me in. <laughs> It's that Steam and Willie Beeman. It's Steam and Willie Beeman. And, and the film contains, you know, Willie Beeman, Jamie Foxx. I think it felt like it was one of his earlier breakout roles. It was definitely one of his first he dramatic too, roles. He's too short to play football. He's pretty short. He he's a lot better than their first choice. Apparently they offered the film to Sean Combs. Interesting. Do you mean P. Diddy? Wow. I believe Puff Daddy at the time. <laughs> um, Excuse me. But you know, there, there, I, I, the thing that, that I remember most about this movie, besides just the bat shittedness, is um, <laughs> that there's a lot of like real football players in it. Because Lawrence Taylor is just mm. on the team. Yeah, he plays Shark. Right. There course. are decent amount Terrell of football Owens. players. Yeah, Terrell. Like he's not even like a named. He's just on the team. 
Yeah. He's a wide receiver. James uh, Brown is a coach. Jim Brown, yeah, he's and he's got a good scene in the bar. That's like a pretty good. Yeah. Pretty Dick De- Dick Buckus is the Dick coach Buckus. of the um the famed Crusaders team. Johnny Unitas is a coach. Yes. Barry Switzer's an announcer at the end for some reason. And um, naturally, Oliver Stone gives himself a million cameos as the like Howard Cosell of this yeah. fantasy league. Yeah. Madden sure. was in my football movie. That's true. Um. Bill Bellamy's in this. Not yeah. a, he wasn't a football player, but oh, you know. Oh, John McKinley gets his skeeter. lights punched out um, by Tony. And the, yeah. yeah. The other thing that I that I always remember, and I did rewatch this recently. Um, I just on the off chance. I'm That's right. That's so some crazy. Where is it streaming? I watched yeah, the trailer. Well, yeah, it was hard enough to get through. I think. Um, but you mentioned the thing about the Dolphins. They're clearly playing in the Dolphins Stadium. Because any wide shot, the, the, the stadium's fucking orange and green. Yeah. Yes. And they're black and white. So, yeah. And then the final game of the Pantheon Cup is... Uh, <laughs> I forgot that's the name of the Pantheon Cup. That's clearly in the Cowboys. That's in, you know, that's the old Cowboys stadium uh-huh. with the turf. And that's probably, they probably got Barry Switzer to go there because they're like, you don't have to go far. Do you he know what co- Oliver Stone's name in this movie is? His character's name is? No, what? Tug. Yep. Kowalski. Ew. Doug Kowalski. Oh, no. He's like a, a, Doug Kowalski. And I guarantee Absolutely you that Oliver not. Stone probably could talk a half an hour about well, that decision. Of course he could. I'm well, sure, I guarantee you Tug and Kowalski are both references to something. Perhaps Streetcar Named Desire. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> a handjob and Streetcar Named oh Desire. God. Doug Kowalski. <laughs> so, um... You know, uh, anyway, yeah, the film is is just, it's a fever dream of fascination. Yeah. It's Oliver Stone's mental depiction of what professional sports is. It features Al Pacino in one of his most Al Pacino-esque, mm-hmm. you know, just scream fest performances. Yeah. He does have a good bit. I do think his speech about, that's a guy by Anchors. Like that, <laughs> sure. That's a pretty good speech. That's a pretty, you know, it, it, it's a I fire. Feel like that's an iconic moment. It is it. an iconic moment. Yes, and he says the title of the film, Alec Evanslander, which I love. I just love. Very it. important. I love it when that. I happens. love a titular line. Yeah. So <laughs> yes, it's got the titular line. It's got you know, it's got it's got a QB controversy, which is always fun. Mm-hmm. It, it all I find concussions. Is that, the film is, it may not be anything close to what the NFL is, but it is fascinating to watch what Oliver Stone thinks professional football is. <laughs> yeah, that's And true. that is why it is my pick. Very good. Fair. Just for the amusement of the group, Pete thought your pick was going to be horse feathers. <laughs> <laughs> the Marx Brothers film <laughs> No, I wish it had been, to be honest. <laughs> I've never heard of that movie in my life. Yes, horse uh, fellers, yes. I mean, I haven't thought about that since Claire brought to, only brought it up, but yes. Horse feathers. We've got to change. I'm sorry to disappoint, Pete. That, you know, on the other hand, that movie is only an hour and eight minutes. Yeah. <laughs> it's quick. It's roughly, you know, one third of any given Sunday. <laughs> Um, all right, Claire, you ready to go? All right, so, okay, so, all right, you're here's gonna, the thing. You're gonna crunch it? Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna crunch in the crunchiest, <laughs> but, but quickly, just bear with me for a second, because I've been on a real journey with this topic. Um, 
When Natalie asked me what my pick was, my initial pick was Remember the Titans. But I've never seen Remember the Titans. <laughs> I just always get the title mixed up with the replacements. Right. Correct. Okay. But Natalie was going to choose it, and I don't like to do double-zee-zepsies. <laughs> so then I picked Ace Ventura, but that movie is transphobic, and I'm not trying to, like, do that. Sure. So then I was like, okay, Gresh, come on. Think... Think high school. High school movies are all about football, which got me to Varsity Blues. Sure. But I've oh. also never seen that movie. <laughs> <laughs> and sure. frankly, I don't want your life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> which then led me to Angus, my favorite film. Oh. But it is so incidental that he plays football. Right. It's really just like a high school coming of age story. Sure. And so I was like, that doesn't really count. But then that brought me to Lucas. I feel like I knew Lucas. Okay. To where? Lucas. To Lucas. Okay, yes. But then there's so much controversy about Corey Feldman making allegations that Charlie Sheen sexually assaulted Corey Haim on the set of that movie. Sure. So then... I was like, I don't want to do that. So I start reaching for straws, came very close to arguing for the four-minute football sequence in Forrest Gump, which is incredible. <laughs> in which the like guy runs up to him and goes, run, Forrest! And he goes, okay! And then he like, takes off as fast as humanly possible. All and they all have to like move him. It's amazing. But then I remembered what the best football movie is. <laughs> and I'm about to blindside you with my pick. Oh. <laughs> Red Herring, I picked the 1978 Warren Beatty vehicle, oh. Heaven Can Wait. Yay! Yay. That movie's good! <laughs> I'm glad you didn't I mean, pick Blindside. Me too. <laughs> I, uh, why, come on. <laughs> I'll um, be honest, I've never seen it. Oof. What? Never seen um, Heaven Can Wait. Oh, oh. AJ, you yeah, would love it. Time. I was most concerned that you were going to show up with it. Oh, I have to watch um, this then. Heaven Can Wait. You've got to. Amazing. I watched it last night. I, um, it is the story of a football hero's brush with death that leads to the eventual Super Bowl glory. Oh. And now, it's yes. young, hot Warren Beatty. Man. Yes. Um, who campaigned for... Uh, 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 oh, never mind. Um, <laughs> forget it. Um, but the majority of this movie, yes, is about how James Mason, as God, puts yep. him into the body of an old man that Charles Grodin is trying to kill. Yes. But Warren Beatty's character, Joe Pendleton, never, never stops trying to be the best goddamn football player. Not to mention soprano saxophone player, he can be because multi-talented. Yeah, yeah. Uh, talk about a woodwind of hope. <laughs> I love it. Also, this movie was written by Elaine May. It was, wow. it was co-written, co-written by Elaine May and Warren and Beatty, Warren right? Beatty. Yeah. But they adapted it from a play, I believe. I was gonna say I thought it was based on a play. Yeah. Okay. It's based on a play that has nothing to do with football. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, but this movie has more to do with football than I remembered. Because I was like, can I pick it? And then I watched it last night and was like, nah, it's the best. <laughs> um, so 
Uh, I'm going to take you quickly through some uh, standouts from the cast. Mm-hmm. Um, Warren Beatty, sure. obviously. Beatty. Stars, also produced, also co-adapted the screenplay and co-directed the film mm-hmm. with Buck Henry, who plays his like guardian angel character. Um, and this is not why I picked this film, but the film also stars Warren as Warren Beatty's coach and best friend, none other than friend of the pod, Jack... A warden. <laughs> oh, Jack Warden, friend of the pod, indeed. That's right. Who you might remember from The Replacements a few moments ago. Or yeah, as the man who played Mark Twain in Helen Keller 2, The Miracle Continues. Let us never forget about My that. My goodness. And I hope that he shows up in every pick I bring from here, from here to on eternity. Yeah. I don't see why not. I hope he shows up he in the pearly white gates when I go to heaven. It's it's magnificent. Um, and then, of course, there's the truly phenomenal comic relief in the form of Charles Grodin mm-hmm. yes. and Diane Cannon, who's uh, yes. the ex-wife of Cary Grant, yes. who play, like, the villains of the piece. And it's the funniest, the the funniest Charles Grodin bit when, um, when they see, like, the reincarnated body of her husband. The wife, like, shrieks and runs out of the room, and Charles Grodin comes back in and goes, I'm sorry, sir. She saw a mouse, <laughs> and then and then and then Warren Beatty is like in here, and then Charles Grodin goes no, outside, before <laughs> she relives it, and then leaves the room, <laughs> and it's exquisite. She relives it. <laughs> I mean, classic Grodes. No, it's, it, it's it's very the classicest good. Yeah. of Grodes. <laughs> Uh, the staff of the old rich man whose body he takes over is comprised of fan favorites, the Monsignor for, from Sister Act, don't remember his real name, and the guy who plays Toodles in Hook. <gasps> oh, that's right. Exquisite. My marbles. That's right. Yes, that's him. Um, but in this movie, he's much more like, he's having hot chocolate in a corner. I don't know. And it's wonderful. <laughs> Um, and Mr. Mushnick himself, Vincent yep. Gardenia, yep. shows up at the end to play the detective who's yeah. investigating the murder. Uh, many of the L.A. Rams appear in this film. Mm-hmm. And the team is a real team, right. which is different than half of the people present. <laughs> <laughs> She's got us there. It's true. <laughs> uh, the game at the end, the Super Bowl game that he like goes on to win was an actual like preseason San Diego Chargers versus LA Rams game. And at halftime, they filmed this like portion of a game. Crazy. Oh, that's fun. Crazy. And it's legitimately like so loud because the sound equipment of the day just cannot handle what's happening. Sure. So when you're watching it, you're just like, I don't, okay, they're shot, they're play. it's football. <laughs> um, this movie was nominated for nine Academy Awards. Well done. It's definitely um, the most award-winning film of any of ours. Well, I don't know how many of those it won, but I didn't look into it. Um, uh, also, at the end, nothing. at the end when he like he so so he's a football player. He dies, and then he gets put in the body of like an old man, and then that man gets shot by Charles Grodin, and then he gets put in the body of his friend from the LA Rams who has just died on the field in the Super Bowl 
And so I feel like this tells us an important story about how dangerous football is. (laughs) Yes, in case we didn't Um, already know. (laughs) Yeah. Also, at the end, there's a weird thing where, like, um, when James Mason, like, gives him, puts him in this new body, he's, like, in it permanently, and that somehow erases his memory of, like, Mm -hmm. all of the shenanigans, but it doesn't erase uh, um, James Warden's or, or, sorry, Jack Warden or Julie Christie, who's like the love interest. Like, Correct. they still remember everything. Correct. So they're just sad for the rest of their lives. Yep. <laughs> and that's a little troubling, but it's also fine. It was the 70s. Yeah, yeah. it's fine. Ooh, I'm just looking um, up pictures of hot Warren Beatty. Look how bad. <laughs> My oh, God. He is such, he is, as the kids say, a snack. Big time. He's a whole damn meal. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and 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 inexplicably, the soprano saxophone that he carries around with him the whole film yeah. is like, and he plays occasionally, is so important and yet so random. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's exquisite. I highly recommend giving it a watch. Yeah, I can't believe you've never seen this movie, AJ. Well, nope. AJ, know you would love it. Films from the seventies are not are not my forte. I mean, unless they're like Scorsese. I was going to say unless it's Scorsese or Woody Allen or Woody Allen. Woody Allen. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. those are those are the two I know. Perhaps branch out of it. Branch out. I'll try. Yeah, watch a watch a May Beatty vehicle. I will. You love Elaine May. I will expand my palette. Oh, I of course I love Elaine May. Yeah, it's a lot of fun, and there is more football than you expect. But just enough. But like just it's enough. It's not too much. And it was sanctioned by the NFL, so it got... <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they totally allowed. And they allowed it. It was the 70s. They didn't care. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was before. It was yeah, the before. exactly. It was before everything. Yeah. When everybody had, had soft heads. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> Yeah, this is great. Yours definitely has the highest uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, 88%. Good job. Yeah. Excellent pick. That's certified fresh. That is fresh. Excellent Thank pick. You. Yeah. It was a journey, and I felt like I ended in a place that made me very happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, that feels good in, in this new year of ours. <laughs> this fresh This new, new year, year. This new year. <laughs> For the sake of unity, can we all agree that the worst football movie is Draft Day starring Kevin Costner? Never seen it. Oh, never seen it, but the poster's the worst. It is the song. only I've film it is the only film produced by the NFL. Hmm. The oh, NFL is the executive producer. That's why it's bad. And the NFL tries to make draft day and the life of a general manager into something so much more important than right. it actually is. Right. Sure. I'll say this. I would rather watch Rudy than that. Oh, oh my God. so you know it's bad. Goodness. <laughs> yeah. I really yeah. thought somebody was going to do Jerry Maguire. That's a shocker to me. That's yeah. not, is that a football movie? It's more like a movie with football in it. I definitely it. thought about it because I, I love Jerry Maguire. I think it's a football movie. I would, I would have allowed it to be a football yeah, movie. It would have been fine. I guess I sort of, I mean, well, encompass it as like a sports movie, not that, 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 but it's specifically football yeah. mostly because he only has one client. Of course, right. but um, I'm shocked no one picked Little Giants. <laughs> I watched I Little Giants. I thought about Little it. Little Giants. Is I thought a, about it. I mean, the annexation of Puerto, Puerto Rico, Rico. I thought about and that. Icebox. Icebox. And Devon Sawa. Yeah, and Devon Sawa. My goodness. 
What a it was babe. in it was in my journey to heaven can wait, but yeah. I didn't want it, that journey to drag on much longer. That's what, for some reason, when Claire said I was thinking of Angus, I thought, oh, I think she's going with little giants. Sure. That's where I thought it was yeah. leaving. Yeah, yeah, but. I, I didn't know if you were going to go necessary roughness. It would, it's a fine, fine line yeah. for me. I thought nece- about it. It's a fine line between necessary Ooh. roughness and the replacements for me. Yeah, I mean, Loja, Bacula. They're the same film. I was like, hey. Alessandro. Let yeah. me tell you about how much I like Scott Bacula. Kathy oh, Ireland. Yeah. And Kathy there was Ireland? a female ticker this year in college Ooh, football. Yes. Yeah. So, but Keanu. <laughs> Ahead of its time. Keanu, Keanu is king when it comes to football movies for me. Shane Falco. Till the end of time. <laughs> Warren Beatty, shorty shorts. Oh, I know. And he's got like long, shaggy 70s hair. It's too much. Warren Beatty is so yeah. attractive. It's too much. And plays a, a sassy saxophone. <laughs> like you do. Like Literally you do. no reason. Well, this is great, y'all. Yeah. I'm so excited. Go football. Go football. This episode was like a touchdown with a two-point conversion. My oh. God. Yep. All right. Well... We did it. We did it. We did the football episode. It will come out nowhere near football, probably. (laughs) (laughs) But it'll hopefully make you excited for football next season to come. In the future, maybe. For football again, as we call it. Yeah, you know, because that's important. Um, All right. (laughs) Next season, with fans. (laughs) Hopefully. Here's hoping. We'll see. All right. Well, Well, good job, everyone. Go team. Go the Saints. Who that? (laughs) Your Opinion is Trash is produced by no one. Edited by Matt Jackson with graphic design from Matt Phelan and original music by Kay the Beast. Please subscribe, like, and rate us on all podcast platforms and join our Patreon for more nonsense. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week.